Hey, 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 it's Sylvia Grace. Welcome to my podcast channel. I trust you all are doing awesome. Um, I just wanted to talk about um, my title, Don't Take It Personal. And the foundation, the foundational uh, scripture for this is John 13, um, verses 20 to 28. Um just to give you the backdrop it's basically about the story of uh judas iscariot when he betrays jesus um and the reason why i say don't take it per well you know let me read the scripture first and i'll kind of go into it um but and i think i've said this to you all before But you live long enough, you will experience heartache, betrayal, offense, a loss, you know, a death of um, loved ones. Um, So it's, you're going to experience some things that um, may not be pleasant. And that's just part of life, you know. It's just a matter of navigating and maneuvering and knowing how to deal with what comes um, before you. But anyway, let me uh, read the scripture and I'll go further into uh, the teaching. Um, Like I said, it's John 13, verse uh, 20 through uh, 20. I mean, sorry, 28. No, actually, I want to start at 18 just so you can get the... Sometimes I like to go a little... uh, the scriptures, read the scriptures before so you can to- understand everything in its totality. Um, so, verse 18. I am referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the passage of the scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I am telling you now before it happens so that when it happens, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly, I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Verse 21. And he had said this. Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified. Very truly, I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which um, of them he meant. One of them, disciples whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to his disciple, to this disciple and asked, ask which one he means. Verse 25, leaning back against Jesus, he asked, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is the one whom I will give this piece of bread. And when I had dipped it in the dish, uh, then dipping it in the dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As Jesus, excuse me, as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, "Why are you about to do what? What you are about to do? Do it quickly." But no one at the meal understood why Jesus was saying this to him. So we have here, um, I just can't imagine how 
heavy Jesus must have been feeling, you know. All this time, you know, uh, Judas was part of the disciples. He's been, um, you know, with Jesus in his ministry. And he's just, um, you know, later on only to betray him. And Jesus couldn't treat him any different. You know, he still loved him. Um, But I'm just kind of curious at any point, you know, he just felt... uh, you know, some kind of way toward him. Imagine having to, well, some of us probably have to, whether it's at work or, you know, maybe in the family where you know someone that um, maybe doesn't have your best interests, but you still have to deal with them. You still have to treat them with love, kindness, and respect. And this is just my personal opinion. I think personally it was easy for Judas to betray Jesus because I don't think he really had a a close relationship with him. You see, he allowed the spirit of mammon, the spirit of mammon would open the door. And I think Judas couldn't see beyond that because he was so greedy. And we know before that he was stealing, he was a treasurer and he was stealing money. And I'm just, um, Thinking of the other scriptures, it's in John, where Mary um, used uh, expensive bottle of perfume and poured it on Jesus' feet, and Judas was upset. Like he could, she could have given the money for the poor, as if he was really concerned. And here's the funny thing, you know, and we know people like this. Judas was upset with something that had nothing to do with him. And he had ill intentions anyway. You know, he was saying, oh, we could have used that money for the poor. When he had no interest in it, <laughs> he was probably more bothered and annoyed the fact that um, she didn't get the money so he can steal. <laughs> you know, and he's just basically like, why are you wasting this um, bottle of perfume on his feet? Like, this could have been money, money that I could have taken. <laughs> you know, but the reason why I title it Don't Take It Personal we have to, we know that we are just spirits wrapped in flesh. And when someone does something um, against us, whether it's betrayal, offend, um, hurt us, or say some things, we have to look at the spirit that's operating in them and not at the person per se. You know, because again, we're all spirits. And there was a spirit that was operating in Judas. I have the spirit of mammon, and he had opened that door. And by opening that door, you know, we see in verse, uh, verse was that? Um, 27, as soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. See, there was already an open door, and it just made it that much easier for Satan to um, enter in. And Judas, um, you know, found it. Um, he probably didn't even blink twice in, in betraying Jesus. You know, remember he had gotten the officials and he said, you know, you will know him by when I give him a kiss. You know, it was bad enough he was betraying him, but to have that intimate contact only to, you know, basically point him out. But Jesus was already, you know, he knew. Um, what was occurring and we see that in the scripture that he was 
you know, troubled. I'm sure his spirit was heavy, you know, just knowing everything that he was dealing with in terms of being crucified, you know, and knowing <clears throat> that someone that has been part of his ministry, who he's been, you know, in constant contact with while he was not close with him, you know, he still loved him. Jesus loved everyone. He loved the sinners, you know, but it, it, it was, I'm sure that bothered him to know, even though it was for the greater purpose and even though he knew what he was called for, he knew um, his destiny was greater, but just knowing and having the heaviness of having to experience the betrayal and also dying on the cross. I mean, he was just more um, probably grieved um, the thought of being crucified and being hung on the, hung on the cross. You know, but, and I know it's hard, and, and trust me when I say this, you know, um, I've been there, I witnessed betrayal, you know, um, but we can't harbor in it. And we have to realize, too, you know, we have to allow grace um, for one another because we're not uh, perfect. We fall short. We all fall short of the glory of God. And that's why we have to allow forgiveness, just like he forgives us, you know, because we will mess up. We may say some things to offend someone or whatever the, the um, thing is, you know, we have to just allow grace for one another because we're not infallible. And just like he forgives us and he loves us, we have to treat one another like that. Um, so I say, don't take it personal because it's the spirit that's operating in that person. And when you identify this spirit, or maybe you're not there, you know everyone's, you know, at different stages in their walk. Um, maybe you're um, still young in your walk. You know, ask God to give you the discernment to know. Ask Holy Spirit's why He sent the Holy Spirit. Um, he will reveal. And once the spirits are identified, pray against those spirits. You know, pray against those spirits and just try to see the person, um, the good in that person as opposed to the offense or whatever it is that they, um, you know, did against you, you know, but we have to, you know, love one another. And I just think of the other um, scripture, um, I think it's in uh, Matthew or Mark. But basically, and the, you know, I'm sorry, it was in John where, um, you know, again, Jesus was explaining to him, to the disciples, what was going to happen, you know, Last Supper. And, and Peter was like, you know, no. And, you know, he had good, I'm sure he had good intentions, you know, but Jesus was able to identify that with Satan because he says, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, but he knew what he, um, his commission was. And he was not going to allow anyone or anything to stop, um, even though it wasn't a pleasant process, but he knew it was something that was necessary and why he was born and why he, you know, the whole basis of his ministry so that we can have um, salvation. You know, uh, betrayal is never easy. You know, it takes healing, depend on the the relationship with that other person. 
you know, obviously it takes forgiveness and maybe healing. Um, and we know forgiveness is not an overnight, maybe for some. I mean, it really depends on the magnitude of the betrayal and that person. Some people bounce back just like that, you know. <laughs> um, some people take longer. Um, but, you know, try to forgive quickly and, you know, get the, um, ask God to help you for, to forgive because, it's, you know, it, it's a process, it's, it's stages, you know, but we can't, um, treat that person any different sometimes depending on the offense, depending on the betrayal, uh, we have to set boundaries now. And I used this as an example. Let's say I had um, a friend over and they stole from me. Let's say they stole, you know, money that I had in my, uh, in my, uh, on the table. And it was only me and that person in the house. And all points, all roads lead to that person stealing from me. And I confront that person and they vehemently denied it. And then I know that this person has taken the money. You know, now I know that this person cannot be trusted and is no longer welcome in my house. I forgive them. But now because they violated that trust, they came into my house and stole money and then denied it. Now I had to put some, set some boundaries in place, put some boundaries in place and deal with that person differently. You know, I probably would still be cordial with that person, um, but it would take a really long time, if ever, you know, depending on what the Lord says, it, that they would be invited back into my house. You know, but if I saw them or if we were at another function or you know, somebody's house, yeah, I would definitely speak to them and, you know, but in terms of coming back to my house, uh, no. <laughs> you know, so again, and I'm putting boundaries in place. You know, sometimes people think that, um, I don't know, Holy Spirit's leading me in this direction. You know, forgiving a person doesn't necessarily mean things will go back to the way they were, you know. You can forgive that person and forgiveness is more so for you and not necessary for that person. And that's a command that we have to forgive one another. But depending on, you know, what transpired, you know, maybe things like with that example I just used, you know, where you always came over my house, now you can't come over my house. So that's going to change the dynamic of our relationship. I still love that person, but you can't come over my house anymore. And I think that was the hardest um, thing for people to get sometimes because they think once a person um, forgives them that things are going to go back to the way they were. You know, almost like if nothing ever happens and that's not necessarily the case. And if you are someone that has offended that person or whatever offense that you committed, you know, you apologize. Allow that person to process, you know, what transpired. Allow that person to heal. And 
we can't put a time limit on how long it should take someone to get over it. You know, we have to respect whatever their decision is, even if it's not something that is ideal. Um, but in that moment, it's not about you. You know, that person has to do what they need to do to get some resolve or heal um, for what uh, transpired. So, you know, again, you, you can't take it personal. I know it's hard. I'm not making light of it. You know, it's, it is also, you know, can be a process, but, you know, take the time, meditate on scriptures of forgiveness. Um, there's so many scriptures on forgiveness. You know, so meditate on them and ask the Lord to heal your heart and help you to forgive. But I just think, you know, put your, and I know it's hard and it probably takes, may take a minute, but put yourself in that situation. Like if you were the person that uh, offended, you'd want someone to forgive you. So we have to forgive. And just like you can't ask God to forgive you, but you're holding offense with this person or you're, you have unforgiveness. Because with unforgiveness, it opens doors and it can um, get bigger and bigger it's little things may pick at it and then it it grows and we don't want to open it <clears throat> open the door um, to Satan because just like I use just like I said in that scripture you know Judas was dealing with the spirit of mammon and he allowed greed to betray Jesus and it wasn't even worth it in the end uh, if you don't know the story he ended up um, he got 30 shekels uh, and he ended up he received his payment but then ended up uh, hanging himself so he realized what he had did so it wasn't even worth it <laughs> and I think he did that too like I said because he didn't have a relationship with Jesus uh, a covenant relationship was at a distance and I truly don't I believe that he doesn't he didn't really think um, Jesus was who he said he was and then when he realized it, it was why he hung himself because he felt so bad about what he had done and how he had sold them out. You know, but again, he opened that door and it was for easy, you know, for Satan to enter him, which was easy for him to sell Jesus out, you know, to the officials. You know, but we know that if God allowed it to happen, then it was all for his good and for a greater purpose. I mean, there's so many stories of that. There's so many countless stories of that in the Bible. Just look at Joseph and his brothers, how he became ruler over um, basically the second command in Egypt. You know, look at, um, of course, now I'm drawing a blank. Oh, my gosh. I just had a couple in my head. Um, we have Joseph. We have um, um, Job, look at Job. I mean, Job suffered a lot. And God restored. You know, he restored him. He paid him back. He multiplied, you know. So Job came out greater. So just be encouraged, you know. If if God allowed it to happen, it's because greater is uh, to come. 
and you may not see it now because you're going through it and it's not an easy thing and you know it's not something that's fun but once you get through it because you will get through it you will get through it just don't allow your heart to be hardened and once you get through it you'll be able to see so I just pray this um, has blessed you all uh, and I love you all with the love of the Lord. Uh, until next time, more grace.